Cougar basketball is back in action. Gideon George will hand off on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now, here's your host, Cleon Wall. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars play at St. Mary's one last time before leaving the West Coast Conference. And just like Thursday night, this Cougar club really needs a win. It's starting to sound like a broken record. They need a win to break out of a three-game losing streak. They need a win to hopefully, you know, have some momentum going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. They need a win just to stay sane. BYU is 2-6 and six in their last eight games. Started out with three losses, then two wins, now three losses. So if we follow that sequence, we should see two wins in a row, right? Well, if that's going to happen, BYU needs to get its mind right after a disappointing game against Santa Clara. Don't get me wrong, the Broncos are a good team, and they have a stout big three, but BYU should have won that game at home. It just got away from them at the end of the first half. Hall lobs and turns over on the wing right side. Pajemski races it down the barrel. Pajemski right to the rim. Floater good right at the hoop. Carlos Stewart can play two for one. And the cutter, Parker Brown, and the scoop and score. Parker Brown's got four. And Mark Pope calls timeout as the Broncos have their game-high lead of 45 to 30. Spencer Johnson, three-point range right. That two-for-one chance will go by the wayside. Nearly a steal, and it is a steal. Carlos Stewart picks Dallin Hall, drives it right to the rim, banks and scores. Tough shot made by Carlos Stewart. That was not easy. But BYU did scratch and claw their way back into this game thanks to Bronco turnovers and a feisty backup backcourt. To the trailer, Rudy. Top of the key to Atiki Ali Atiki. Bounces once. Holds it out for Waterman. Gives instead to Trey Stewart. Trey Stewart gets into the painted area. Shoots and Trey! scores and one! And the Cougs can make it a 12-point game! Shoves away Pajemski. Has Tilly on the switch. The give to Rudy. Step back three. Top of the key. It's banked in by Rudy Williams! And for the first time in the second half, BYU's within single digits. The Cougs just didn't have enough oomph to overcome the large Santa Clara lead. Here's Mark Pope. Uh, you know, I was proud of the guys. Uh, you know, they competed in the second half and kind of kept kept trying and trying and trying, and we just couldn't quite. You know, we got we got it to ten with with substantial time left, and we just we just couldn't make much headway after that. But um, you know, we, we were just incredibly disappointing. Uh, you know, performance by us tonight, and and um, and so you know, what's left for us is trying to respond. BYU will have to try and respond against the top team in the conference tonight in Moraga, California. St. Mary's has only lost once in conference play, and that lone loss was not at home. Before the Cougs flew to California, I caught up with freshman guard Richie Saunders about the loss to the Broncos and playing his first and only game on the Gales' home floor. Bit of a tough loss to Santa Clara on Thursday. You guys played with a lot of heart in the second half, but the first half, that's kind of what killed you. Um, We've heard from Coach Pope why he thinks that's uh, about what happened. In your opinion, what what do you think happened in that first half half against Santa Clara? You know, like we we just struggled to to show up, and um, you know it's it's hard to say that, right? But um, again, like we we responded in how we needed to. Um, but like moving forward, like our our biggest thing is like we have to be ready to bring the fight and to hit first, not just 
let let the other team hit first and have us recover. Sounds like Cobra Kai. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. Strike first, strike hard. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, of striking versus striking hard, uh, defense. Where, where's this team's defense right now? We've seen really good defenses from this team, and there's been times where it's not been as good. You know, we we every day we we work to get better, and today is no different. Um, a couple hours after the game, we we work, um, and there's there should be no question moving forward about who or like if if we will respond on the defensive end. It's, again, it's just so frustrating to have the different breakdowns, and it's heartbreaking watching the film and just seeing how like we could have just done, just done better. Um, but all we can do is respond, and um, we're fortunate enough to have an opportunity on Saturday to respond. Was part of that film breakdown and practice also transition defense, just because of again what happened in that first half against Santa Clara. Yep, exactly. Okay, all right. Um, this is going to be your only chance to go to St. Mary's, your, your one and only chance. What are you kind of expecting when you go to Moraga for this game? Are you expecting a raucous crowd? What, what are you kind of expecting? And have, have guys warned you about what to expect when you go to this uh, this gym? Well, I'm, I'm expecting to, to get a win, um, to bounce back and to win. And, you know, there's a lot of different variables that come into that, um, but um, whether that's crowd or whatever, but we're, we're ready for anything. And we just, we're just, we just want to win. You know, this season for me, I know even though you guys are going through some struggles right now, you've lost three in a row, but this season to me has gone really, really, really fast. Uh, there are only two games left here in this season. How's, it, how's your first season been here for the BYU Cougars? It's been, it's been a big growth year, but it's been incredible. I've learned so much, and part of that growth year is, is my personal growth on and off the court. Um, it's been a pleasure to to be here and I'm uh, super grateful for that and you know I've learned so much on the defensive end of um, how to guard a big <laughs> you know it's something that I've had to be thrown into um, I've learned how to um, really just the urgency that needs to happen on the defensive end um, as well as on the offensive end just being strong with the ball and um, like I'm super grateful for it and like just super excited that we have two more opportunities, at least two more, I guess really at least three opportunities yeah. to um, to prove who we are. And, you know, there's a great thing about it is we do have those those opportunities. Um, and for me personally, I hope that looking back on all those opportunities, that I can see that I used them to, the, to my best abilities and uh, grew and took all that I needed to take from them. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful for them, for the opportunities in the future where do you think you've grown the most is it on the defensive end and and where do you think you need to kind of grow you know going forward <laughs> there's about a million <laughs> things to say on the <laughs> what needs to uh grow but I, i'd say for sure on the defensive end of um really just we take or we talk so much about guarding your yard which is not letting the person in front of you just go um and for me it's guarding my yard legally without fouling something that um I still work on so much uh, extra footwork and trying to just uh, really do that to best, my best of abilities. But um, that is something that I've grown, but I still have so much more to um, grow in that specific thing. But, you know, as well as, as that, I'd, um, I'd say just really understanding the principles of our offense and, um, and uh, using my knowledge of that. Um, to get myself and my teammates uh, open shots. And that's something that I'm continuing to grow at, and I'm grateful I have more years to learn that. 
has it been a little easier knowing that you have a guy that you played high school ball with in Foose that he you can kind of talk to him at least because he's been through at least one year of playing basketball. He'd be able to talk to him about you know what's it like in your what's it like playing college basketball. Yeah, no, Foose he's he's more than just a teammate. That's that's my little brother, um, and you know I'm, it's funny saying that he's. My little brother, because now he's he's older than me, <laughs> yeah, in school wise. But yeah, um, super grateful for him. He's he's been a very big help in in my life in general, but on the court as well. Um, you know, like after the UVU game was my first career start, and I felt like I just I just it was so hard. I just did not do what I wanted and needed to do. Um, and right in that moment, he he took time and to pick me up and to. Help me to look forward and not just look in the past, and um, because that, that was super hard to get over. Yeah. Um, but thanks to him and his example to me, like I've been able to get over that, and will continue to uh, <laughs> respond. And that's that's what it's all been, been about this year is the response. Okay. Do you have a nickname from some of your teammates? Because you know, I was looking on Instagram. You made a shot in a game, and they called you the Admiral. <laughs> is, is, is that right? And if it is, what's the deal with that nickname? Yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, you know, you might hear different things from different people, but um, you know, like the uh, admiral comes from. I was it was in the Bahamas, um, and I was just directing the uh, my teammates in a way that they was like, "All right, captain." So then they started calling me the admiral, um, and for some reason, that's still happened, but still, still call me that, but. Started with Trevor Nell for sure. <laughs> okay, if I had a nickname for you, and it's just been watching your play, so take it for what it's worth. I, I mean, I'd call you the Energizer Buddy. Um, it just seems you're always moving, jumping, going for steals, trying to get offensive rebounds. Don't you get a bit winded out there? Again, especially you're coming off your mission, you're like going out there, and it seems like you're going 100% all the time. <laughs> I do appreciate that. Um, you know, I it's – there is time to get tired, but um, that's what timeouts are for. And, um, you know, I I just every second I get, I'm out there is an opportunity to uh, to help my team and to um, do what I love. And I just I find a lot of joy in the the little things, um, especially as I've had to grow in this game. I've uh, <laughs> I just I just want to use every opportunity that I get to the fullest. And um, I have great parents who have taught me how to work. Um, and you know, like I, I'm just I'm so grateful that I can uh, can be out there. All right. Well, thanks, Admiral. I mean, thanks, Richie, for for <laughs> for joining us here on Cougar Pregame Live. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. Coming up next, we'll head to Moraga, California, for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Cleon Wald with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant, who is live at University Credit Union Pavilion on the campus of St. Mary's College. Mark, one last time in Moraga. This has been a house of horrors for the Cougars. They're 3-10 and all-time inside the gymnasium. I'm assuming you're not going to miss subsequent games at Saint Mar- on St. Mary's home floor. 
Cleon, I only remember the wins, man. I have no <laughs> recollection of any losses in this building. BYU's 3-0, and I think, in my mind in this building. And so, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, with all due respect, uh, I'm, it's, a, it's a little bit of good riddance to a lot of these places. Uh, it's, they're pretty places to visit, but they're not great facilities, and they haven't treated very, BYU very well. And so... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not heartbroken uh, to leave. It would be nice to leave these guys with the one last memory. But, man, this St. Mary's team is good, and they play really good defense, and they've got some really talented guys. And, and this is going to be an uphill battle, Cleon. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'll just kind of uh, put put <laughs> this building in my, my distant <laughs> memories after tonight. Uh, exactly. BYU's loss to Santa Clara was a tough one the other night. I fully expected them to win because they were at home and they had been playing well enough on offense that I thought the Cougs would come out victorious. They did score 74 points in that game, but I felt it was such a slog for the first half when they when they only scored so when they only scored 30. Why, why was it so ugly? You know, from what you saw, why was it so ugly in that first half? Yeah, Cleon, that one really took me off guard. Uh, Obviously, BYU's lost some games, but that one, they kind of hit a little bit differently. Uh, I just felt like, you know, being at home, you just played a nice game against Gonzaga. Um, and for them to come to perform that way and, and come out the way they did, that was that was super disappointing. I don't think I've kind of felt that level of disappointment since maybe the UBU game that you were just talking about with Richie about. But, you know, I guess sometimes that happens. And, and, and I kind of been waiting for a game like that because... There's kind of only so many punches you can take, and the, the Gonzaga game was a, a big punch when you had a chance to, to get a big win there, and you really focused a lot of energy and excitement on on that, and to fall short again, maybe it was just you know, maybe it was just kind of too much for this team, too many too many hits, too many cracks, and they they you know, like you said, I mean it wasn't a complete disaster. There was about seven minutes where it, it was. I mean it was just. I've never seen him play that badly. Maybe, maybe the first half of the Dayton game, um, uh, but they they just completely lost every bit of what they're trying to do, uh, who they were trying to be. Uh, they rebounded poorly. They're turning the ball over. They were not getting back in transition defense. It was a layup drill for Santa Clara, and, and I just think it just there was a five or six minutes they just lost themselves, and they before that they could kind of recover. Uh, they were down 20, and then it's just a real chore. It's a real challenge. They gave it a run in the second half. Uh, but, you know, it, th- that was a, it, clearly a disappointing game just because I had hoped BYU had gotten over that. I mean, it's not like BYU's going to win every game, but I, I'd hope they'd gotten over games where they would just completely fall apart. And uh, that was not the case the other night. At home against a team like that, to have them do what they did in that first half was really really disappointing i mean i i didn't think the, the guys had that in them at this point and clearly there's still a lot of work to be done for these these cougars a couple of bright spots i mentioned in the last segment were byu's back at backcourt let's start with trey stewart he brings defense and energy to this team he scored nine points in 10 minutes of play coach pope even praised him after the game did he earn maybe some more playing time coming into the ninth game i think he did and I certainly would give him more time. I, I just look at Trey. He, he passes the eyeball test. He's super athletic looking, and his ability to move quickly and his ball handling skills and to score at the rim, I think 
are fantastic. The, the problem with Trey has been he'll come into a game and do something awesome and then do two things not awesome. He'll turn it over. He'll you know make the wrong decision. And that makes it hard on a coach. I mean, especially when you're trying to get minutes, you have to limit the reasons for the coach to not want you in the game. Uh, and, and so don't don't try and do too, too much and, and don't try and do too little. I mean, just kind of go fulfill your role, make a big shot at the rim, get a rebound, get a steal. Don't try to, try to do too much. And I think he's kind of figuring that out, but he, he's certainly a guy you want on the floor because of that athleticism. His three-point shot is a little problematic. Certainly something he needs to work on. Uh, you need to be a threat from the three-point line if you're a guard. Uh, and so, I mean, it's not that his game is perfect, but he's a super defender, super athletic, quick, could create things for you. He, he, he definitely needs more minutes. And uh, I think with the way he played the other night, he will get those minutes. And now it's just a matter of, okay, I'm going to get some minutes. Now I'm going to make the coach want to give me more minutes and not less. You know, that's yeah. always the challenge for guys fighting for minutes. You want to make sure that the six or seven minutes you do get a merit, you know, eight or nine the next game. And, and so we'll see how Trey does. But I was super pleased with, with how he does. You see it. it. It's a different sort of athleticism, right, Cleon? Yeah. He, when he takes it to the hoop, uh, it, it's it's with authority. And uh, he's able to rise and do some th- things around the hoop that not a lot of BYU players can do. Rudy Williams is the other guy. He had 20 points, made a couple of three-pointers. By the way, he was the only guy to make more than one three-pointer in that game against Santa Clara. And he's the one guy who could really break down the other team's defense. Could could we see him come off the bench a a little bit earlier tonight? Well, what Rudy brings is somebody that can get you a bucket off the dribble. That'll probably be pretty valuable tonight. SMC is a the top defensive teams in the country, uh, they're not going to give up a lot of threes. They're going to be in the passing lane, try to take you out of what you want to do. So you, it's a it's at a premium tonight to have guys that cre- create and shoot, whether it's uh, Rudy, Rudy or uh, you know Gideon or or getting boost the ball on the post. It's just going to be hard to do anything out of offense and, and assist. So Rudy's a guy that I think when he decides to be the guy, he he can be the guy. But sometimes he'll kind of fade away and, and, and not be a big part of what BYU's doing. But, man, when he kind of makes up his mind, okay, I'm going to go score some points now, and particularly in both Santa Clara games, he's just like, look out. And uh, he, he has the quickness and the ball handling to get in the paint and score at the rim and, and make good decisions. So uh, I, I think I think for, for BYU to win tonight, Rudy will have to have a nice game, just being able to create on his own and scoring on his own. But that'll be really important tonight. Mark, last game was 57-56 in favor of St. Mary's. Of course, Aiden Mahaney hitting the game-winning shot very, very late in the game, less than one second left. Do you expect another sub-60s game? I want to say yes, but only if BYU picks up their defense. If not, this game could get ugly. Uh, the, the, the defense certainly has not been good lately, the last three games, and, and it's odd because BYU had kind of risen up their top 30 top 25 defensive team by the the numbers and and then these last three games i mean i think each team has had almost a 50 point half uh, that they've played of, of course gonzaga is a you know a high scoring team and pepperdine is a high scoring team but santa clara had 47 in that first half so th- that's that's pretty poor defense uh, especially at home 
And so, that, that, again, that's disappointing to me because I think that was the identity of this team. Yeah, maybe we won't hit the threes like in some teams. or we, Maybe we don't have the, the best offense, but where we'll beat you is on the boards and rebound and playing defense. That was kind of their formula to get the wins that they had. And those three things have been, at least on the defensive end, have been non-existent these last three games. And and, uh, and they're 0-3. It's not, not a big shocker there. And so I think, you know, St. Mary's is not what I would say an offensive juggernaut. It's not Gonzaga. <laughs> they kind of are more like what I thought BYU was, was a de- defensive team. Um, so I, I don't know that it's going to get away from BYU, but it's really going to be hard to score on these guys. And, yeah. And so everything is super val. Every possession is 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 amplified. Every every missed shot is amplified because everything's uh, going to be slower and there's going to be less possessions. And that's kind of how St. Mary's beats you. They just do everything more efficiently, better than you do. And so they'll win a lot of games, you know, scoring 60 points. But that doesn't matter to them. It's still a W. And uh, so I don't know that this is going to get away from BYU on what St. Mary's does offensively, but it's more of can BYU kind of score and keep up with the, the, the points that St. Mary's does get. He's the one and only Mark Durant. No one scores on him. Mark, thanks a lot. And, uh, have Start a good straight, co- Cleon. <laughs> have a good call. Except with- Rubel. Rubel, went, um, we were shooting this morning in practice, and I think Rubel could take me. I think it, I think it's because you sagged off of him. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Mark, thanks right, a lot. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. All right, fans, make sure you go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of only 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops and other BYU sports. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live. Here's Cleon Wall. Back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the St. Mary's Gales. BYU women's basketball team, they fall in San Francisco today, 72-59. The BYU baseball team, they lost earlier today to Louisiana Tech, 8-6 in Game 2 of the doubleheader. They're leading Louisiana Tech, 8-2 in the bottom of the eighth inning. The BYU men's volleyball team, they fall to second-ranked UCLA today in three straight sets. All right, coming up next, we'll send you to Moraga, California, for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rebell. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside UCU Pavilion on the campus of St. Mary's College in Moraga, California, as tonight it's the beginning of the end of an era. The final regular season away game that BYU will ever play as a member of the West Coast Conference as BYU tonight visits its toughest road rival. The Cougs are 2-9 and nine 
in 11 league games on the Gales' home floor. This has been the most difficult building for BYU since the Cougars joined the WCC. I'm Greg Rubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight. With me is my color commentary colleague for the last 26-plus seasons, the beloved former BYU Ironman Mark Durant. And Mark, only two regular season games left in BYU's WCC tenure. And the Cougs are unfortunately not peaking at the right time. They come into Moraga at 6-8 in league. They've lost three in a row. And the home loss to Santa Clara on Thursday just felt a little different than earlier setbacks. It really did. There's, you know, obviously there's been some losses for BYU this year, Greg. But there's always kind of something I can look at and say, yeah, we lost this game, but the guys are playing hard or they're doing this right. And there's, there's kind of some hope for them in the future. And just take care of this and they'll be they'll be all right. But I, I was super disappointed after how well they played at Gonzaga to come home and have a first half like that. I mean, there was six or seven minutes where it was a complete and utter meltdown on both ends of the floor that just really got away from BYU. They, they were lost. And, and just it, it, I hadn't seen anything like that really this year except maybe the first half of Dayton where they just they just completely lost everything that they were trying to do and their identity and, and, and so that was disappointing and they, they did try to you know did do a little bit better in the second half but that was that was a tough one and you just have to wonder Greg with all the the turmoil they've gone through and all the tough losses you know is was that a breaking point for them is, is this a team that has been so resilient all year can they be resilient one more time here tonight and next Saturday against San Francisco and then the conference tournament. Like you said, if they could if they could somehow get a win tonight and win San Francisco, I mean, the world is sunny and beautiful and wonderful going to the tournament, but man, it could be pretty dismal unless you figure out a way to get some wins. He is Mark Durant coming up next. The other Mark, BYU head coach Mark Pope, when the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach show continues live from Moraga, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. We've got BYU and St. Mary's tipping it at uh, 10 after the top of the hour. BYU looking to snap a three-game losing streak. The Gales playing for a third straight win. For the Cougs, it's their second-to-last regular season game of the 2023 campaign. St. Mary's already is locked into a top-two finish in the WCC and a triple bye in the conference tournament in Las Vegas. They won't play till Monday. After the weekend in Vegas, BYU could finish anywhere from a four seed to an eight seed. If BYU does not win tonight, the highest they could finish is a five, which means BYU would play definitely on Thursday or Friday and not Saturday. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. Our conversation presented by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Pope talks about bouncing back from a tough loss on Thursday with an even tougher task on tap tonight at St. Mary's. Yeah, I mean they win. You know they're winning. They they win. They win their way, and and um, they do it by guarding first and foremost. They do it by punishing you on the glass. They do it by refusing to allow you to score. They're incredibly physical, and and uh, at every single position, and that's why they're the top team in this league right now. So. We have to answer the bell in terms of our physicality, our toughness, our desire, our 
commitment to making plays and finishing plays, our our refusal to um, to accept frustration. We just got to let it roll off us. Every time you come here, you're going to battle frustration every single time. Um, win, win or lose here, there's going to be a ton of frustrations you have to battle through to do it. And so um, that's the way they make this game. They're a super veteran, uh, you know, hardened team, and, and um, we got to find a way to compete in this level. Why is St. Mary's lowest scoring starter maybe their most important player in Kyle Bowen? Yeah, you know, it's... Um, it's just people on the inside of basketball recognize his greatness. Um, he is he is a an incredible uh, asset to this team. Um, he is a, a, a he is a probably all conferences probably top two defenders in this league. Um, he has got a ruggedness and toughness in him. He shoots the ball really well. He he plays his role perfectly. He doesn't try and step outside of the things that he does to help this team win. Um, he, he is a problem. He causes so much difficulty on the defensive end, uh, not just with his matchup, but with everybody on the floor. Um, he's a, you know, and he's paid his dues. You know, he's, he's paid his dues, and he's been doing this for a long time. Um, he's a great player. If you could take a thing or two from the game you played against St. Mary's at your place and bring it into tonight's game, what might it be or what might those things be? Well, our toughness and force and physicality, you know, we were we were a stop away from winning the game. And, um, um, you know, when you watch the film, our guys play with incredible incredible physicality. Like, we, like um, you know, we match them toe-to-toe in terms of the physicality and the force of the game. Uh, you know, we managed... Uh, a, a, a bad early start and we didn't let frustration weigh us down um, and so those are two things that are crucial to the game every time you play St. Mary's where we were successful um, you know we just we just one stop short and 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 so we, we have to find a way to overcome that hope you get those things tonight coach good luck in this one we'll talk to you post game thanks you that's BYU head coach Mark Pope leading us into tonight's keys to the game. Brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball is built Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for the Cougs here in Moraga against the Gales of St. Mary's? Gales are a terrific rebounding team. I looked it up, Greg, and there's only been three teams to out-rebound the Gales. San Diego State, Washington, and BYU. BYU out-rebounded them by eight. The reason why that's important tonight, Greg, is Every possession is going to be super valuable. And if BYU you can get multiple shots in a single possession, that will be very important. And obviously taking care of the basketball and not turning it over. I think BYU only had 12 the first time they played. That's a really good number. If they can rebound and keep that number down, take advantage of their possessions, I think they'll have a chance in this one. And uh, the number you just referenced, the fact that only three teams have out-rebounded St. Mary's, that number reflected in the fact that St. Mary's is now up to the number two defensive rebounding percentage team in the country. That means more often than not, you are one and done when you miss your shot, and they make it tough to get your shot uh, in the first place. That is a St. Mary's strength. It is break time, and this reminder to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next. Live from UCU Pavilion in Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We are courtside live from UCU Pavilion on the St. Mary's College campus in Moraga, California for BYU and St. Mary's 12th and final meeting between these teams on this floor as conference colleagues. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Cleon Wall in for Jason Shepard, who's with the baseball team and about to call a second win in three games for Trent Pratt's club. BYU 8, Louisiana Tech 2, bottom 9. Also being heard on the BYU Radio app right now. So Shep with baseball. Baseball off to a hot-hitting start for sure. But here we are courtside. We've got our control board operators back in Provo at BYU Radio. It's Corbin Radford and James Finlayson. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU Radio engineer is Barry Squires. Our broadcast intern, Jared Call. And you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite radio flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air, you can hear us on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You can get us on the BYU Radio app and at BYUradio.org. Yes, when there's baseball and basketball going on at the same time, go to the BYU Radio app. You'll get both broadcasts. Just click your show, click your game, and you'll get them both. It's really easy. Well, since BYU's seven-game win streak ended seven weeks ago, the Cougars have been consistently inconsistent. Uh, they've lost eight of their last 12, six of their last eight. They've had a pair of three-game losing streaks. So February, historically, BYU's best month as postseason play approaches. But right now, BYU has a losing record in February. And Coach Pope is still, well, looking for answers. And here you are, almost uh, 30 games into the season. The league tournament's 12 <laughs> days away. Uh, typically, uh, you know, obviously the first month or two, you maybe don't know what to expect from your guys, and you're fiddling with the lineup, and you're just trying to figure things out. Then you settle in, right? And you, As a coach, you kind of know, okay, I know what to expect from these guys, and this is what I'm going to get from this guy. And it just doesn't appear to be there right now. I mean, you've got some guys that are consistent. I mean, Foose is a guy I think has, has been very consistent, very solid. Spencer Johnson, I think, generally... But then it's just a matter of there's just too much, too much uncertainty with the other guys. You'll have guys that score 20 points one game and two points the next game. And, and, and so I think it's hard to get really cohesive, you know, you know players that they're confident in their role. And, and hopefully you'd have that figured out right now. But you know, BYU has played, has had some bright spots, but that Santa Clara game kind of puts in your mind a real negative feeling. So it's important to get out of that and get back on track with, Let's get better so we're at a, a place when we go to the tournament that yeah. we're going to be effective. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from St. Mary's associate head coach, Justin Joyner, as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside to rejoin Greg Rubel. 
BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues from courtside here at UCU Pavilion in Moraga, California. Tonight it's BYU 16 and 13 on the season. 6 and 8 in the WCC at St. Mary's. 23 and 5 on the year. 12 and 1 in league there in solo first place. One half game ahead of Gonzaga. The Zags already a winner today at Pepperdine. The Gales on a seven-game home win streak, and they've won 14 of their last 15 overall. The one loss came in overtime at LMU, so their last regulation loss was two months ago today against Colorado State. Uh, lately, the Gales uh, getting it done almost solely on defense. St. Mary's has not been shooting it particularly well. But when you're fifth nationally in defensive efficiency, second in defensive rebound percentage, and second in defensive assist rate, you don't need to shoot lights out, but you do need to score some. And Thursday night at San Diego, the Gales did not make a field goal in the final 10 minutes. <laughs> Scored only two points in the final 10 minutes, but still had enough to hold off the Toreros 62-59. to A short time ago, I spoke with Gales associate head coach Justin Joyner about the Gales coming in off a win that embodied the old Al Davis saying of just win, baby. Absolutely. It was a crazy game. Obviously, we were up 23 at one point, and we just went through one of those scoring spells, and we couldn't really get one, and they went on a run, and it just that's how it kind of went. And I think our guys showed a little bit of resilience and, you know, staying composed and weathering the storm, so to speak, and, and getting the win. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, in conference, you're just trying to find a way to win. I think you went the final 10 minutes of that game uh, without a field goal yet you find a way to win. Is it instructive in a way to get the result when you don't execute the way you want to? You know, we'd obviously like to play better. I mean, it's pretty inexcusable not to score a field goal in the last 10, and I don't think we scored a point in the last seven-something, so that's inexcusable. Um, but I think at the same time, you got to take them how you get them. Winning on the road's hard. Winning on the road hard is hard in this league. Um, and, you know, it's, it's tricky at San Diego because it's not like a BYU. It's not, you know, it's not a big crowd. It's not an infectious environment but it, it's tough it's a little bit sleepy and you got to get your guys ready to play and, and we were that we were definitely ready to play but we didn't finish the job how we'd like but nonetheless we got it done so many great defensive numbers right now one i always like to look at with you guys is defensive assist rate and i've never really asked you it this way but i mean what's the secret i mean if if a team is averaging x number of assists per game they're probably going to have maybe half that number against you and that's like game in game out what is it about st mary's defense that inevitably forces teams to do what they don't want to do and they don't get the stuff they want to get. I think the cool thing about college basketball, and I think we're we're certainly, we emphasize this at St. Mary's, is the ability to scout and kind of be ready for what teams are going to throw at you. And uh, from that standpoint, we've been really good about you know guarding teams' actions, the things they want to do. Um, but in turn, when teams can go random and do some different things, it can we can struggle a bit. But to answer your question, it's more about, for us, we talk about doing our work early defensively, whatever that looks like in terms of maybe it's your shrink or maybe it's your posty or it's your, it's your floor position. But being able to do your work early. You mean early in a possession? Early in a defensive yeah, possession? Yeah, in, in a possession and at the same time like also shrink the floor when you're supposed to shrink the floor. Just getting to your spots defensively early. And a lot of that has to do with you know scouting a team and kind of knowing what actions they're going to run and then being able to stop that. Okay. The game at BYU, uh, Aiden Mahaney makes an amazing shot uh, for a fresh, for any player, but for a freshman to win that one. Um, where did BYU have success that they, hopefully, for your perspective, don't have it tonight? Yeah, they had a ton of success in middle on balls. Um, just they got downhill, downhall, got downhill, got action. Then we Holland, sh- Foose, two-man Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. Foose stuck in late on pick and roll or catching on the roll and scoring. And then, you know, we tried to adjust and do some things late in that game and shrink the floor, and they made great plays. They made, I mean, downhall made great decisions. Spencer Johnson made big shots, and, you know, that's kind of how it went. So um, 
I think we had trouble guarding their middle pick and roll to answer your question and we got to be better there and you know it gets down to guys making plays and, and they made really good plays Dallin was awesome and then you know I think us winning the game we just made one more play and it, that's just how it went I think it was a great college basketball game obviously I can say that because we came out on top but nonetheless it was an awesome game to see two freshman guards play the way they did it was pretty special Finally, NCAA today comes out with their top 16 seeds. They actually gave us a next four, and St. Mary's was one of those next four. What's pushing and driving this team right now to the postseason? Just trying to be your best every night. I think you can't look too far ahead. You know, certainly in our league, you got a, you got a tough game every night. But in college basketball in general and with the young men, you just got to try and be your best every night. And, and sometimes it's you got to have a great practice. You know, we got to have a great practice. But today it's obviously preparing to play a really quality opponent in BYU, being ready to play, um, being ready to guard, being ready to take care of the ball, being ready to score, being ready to be physical, do all the things that it takes to win games every night. That's where our focus lies. Okay. I'm not sure we'll ever do this again. So if we don't, and this is it, thank you so much for your time over the years. You've always been great. I appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you and your team down the stretch. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Well, I think BYU is a special program, and I think – St. Mary's family is definitely rooting for him in the Big 12. Thanks again. Appreciate you. All right, that is St. Mary's associate head coach, Justin Joyner. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues after this, live from Moraga, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. BYU and St. Mary's straight ahead. One of two late games on a four-game WCC slate. Earlier today, Gonzaga defeating Pepperdine in Malibu, 97-88. That game predictably high scoring. Underway right now at the Child Center, under 10 to play. Santa Clara keeping a comfortable lead, 74-57. to So Gonzaga keeping its spot at number two behind St. Mary's. And Santa Clara locking down, all but locking down a three spot in Las Vegas leading Portland late up in the Northwest. Tonight you've got BYU and St. Mary's and then Pacific will play at LMU. If BYU wins tonight, the Cougars could still finish as high as the four seed at the conference tournament with some help from LMU, mind you. With a loss, BYU will be locked locked out of the top four. And uh, if they don't win tonight, the Cougs that is, the BYU will probably have to win next Saturday home to San Francisco to avoid dropping into the seventh spot and a first-round game, which has never happened for the Cougs in Vegas, Mark. Yeah, what a nightmare scenario that, w- a scenario that would be for BYU to go to Thursday and likely have to play Pepperdine, who just beat him and who you know, played with uh, Gonzaga pretty well today. Uh, you just you obviously just need to avoid that. You need to just take care of business. I, I don't know if they'll win tonight. That would be amazing and, like I said, would solve a lot of problems for this team, I think, just mentally, but... That Saturday game against San Francisco, that's a game they should win. They need to win that game, regardless of the seeding and everything else. They need to get that win. That's an important, important basketball game, and a game they should win. And So that'll be the real test. But, man, you give it a go tonight. They played with St. Mary's very closely, obviously, in the Marriott Center. And, uh, and BYU tends to play better against really good teams. And so we'll see how they do tonight. All right, some final words before tip-off. Coming your way after this break, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Moraga on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. All right, so BYU is only 2-9 and nine 
in this building since the Cougars joined the West Coast Conference. As I mentioned earlier, it's been the toughest building for BYU to win in since the Cougs joined the league. The Cougs have three wins in Spokane, just two here in Moraga, but the Cougs know they can win this game. BYU had the game won until the Aiden Mahaney magic late at the Marriott Center. Uh, clearly, it's a tough place to play because they have a great coach. They have good players, and uh, it, it's been a challenge, just like it has been up at uh, in Spokane. But it does give you confidence when you played a team where you, you know, felt like you were at least you were in it. You had it. You should have won the game, and that that lets you know. Just there's a lot of hurdles to cross. One is a mental hurdle, and I think BYU has crossed the mental hurdle, knowing that they can play with St. Mary's, and uh, we'll see how it goes for them, but. Uh, you know, it's it's a challenge. I mean, this is a unique environment in college basketball here in this this facility, and we'll, we'll see how BYU hands, handles it tonight. All right, tip-off of the Cougs and the Gales is coming up after this. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.